This afternoon, if you have a copy of the Bible with you, we'll be in the Gospel of Luke, Luke chapter 11, Luke 11, beginning here at verse 1, reading this portion of the Lord's teaching to his disciples regarding prayer, and you'll see that it is a a form of one of the um, versions of the Lord's prayer, as we would oftentimes refer uh, to it. But these opening uh, verses here of Luke 11, this is um, the word of God that is given to us of the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It is without error. It is with full authority. God himself speaks in it. What a glory that is, isn't it? This is, this is God's voice to us, to minister to us, to encourage us. Let's indeed uh, open our ears and our hearts to the word. Luke 11 at verse 1. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive anyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, we ask now for your presence here in your word. We pray that you would set apart these moments and that you would visit us, you would meet us, uh, you would come and open your word to us, Lord, that with open eyes, open ears, open hearts, we we would have all that you want us to have. We thank you that you are our teacher, our instructor, our guide, our shepherd and friend. May we give you glory in this time, even as we are in your word, and so be pleased to use it. We ask now your blessing here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I think I was probably 12 or 13 years of age up in the Anchorage area, and I was a Boy Scout. And as a Boy Scout, we we would annually in the month of early November, it was November, but the early part of November, uh, we would go on a winter freezerie. A camp out. Very appropriate for Anchorage, right? Or Alaska. A freezerie. And yes, it was a freezerie. We had to learn to make a fire. And you know what you need, right? You, you, you need that kindling. You need that, those small, even slivers of wood. You just want the smallest to get something going. And of course, you know, you might have some newspaper at hand and so on and so forth. But you needed, you needed that which would get something going to get that fire, um, first a small flame, and then to, of course, uh, put a few bigger twigs on it and some brush and so on and so forth. Eventually, you would have some logs to throw on the fire. Um, the Lord's Prayer has, has an opening to it uh, having to do with what gets us started in using the lessons of the prayer itself. Something to get us started. 
And we're going to give focus to this first petition, the start of the prayer. Uh, not the address, that almost like a letter, you know, dear so-and-so, as we would commonly say, dear father, or our father, as we have as the address here. But we go right into the petition. We're going to do two things here this afternoon. Uh, look at this petition, this first one, hallowed be your name, or your name is holy. And with that petition, see it um, as a springboard about the larger big picture, the larger big picture of the sweep of Scripture about God's name. After all, we're praying about his name, regarding his name. So it is this petition in the first place now. You're taking notes. It is in this area of the petition. We read here at the end of verse 2, the disciples have asked for instruction from the master, the master teacher. And he says, when you pray, this is what you are to say. This is what you are to pray. Father, hallowed be your name. There are six petitions in this prayer. Uh, this afternoon, we give focus again to this opening one. It's the fire starter. It's the kindling that's being used here. And so interesting, you, you, you see... You want to see a brush fire? You want to see a bonfire? You want to see something really get cooking? It is this opening petition, uh, providentially designed here for this prayer. Now, that word petition is common in the Bible. Uh, it is just simply to make a request known, to ask of something. Um, our brother and our pastor has been going through 1 Samuel in the evenings. And way back when we were studying some time ago... Uh, Hannah, she's there at the temple or the tabernacle, and she's offering a petition, right, for, this, for, for a child to be born. And she is asking. That's that concept. Petitionary prayer is that bedrock framework of dependence. You want to see a dependent Christian? You want to see a, a, a humble Christian? He or she is asking of God to provide. That is uh, making a request and thereby practicing that reliance upon God. Our Savior is no different. Very God of very God comes to assume flesh, and he gives himself over to be our Savior in what we would call Christianity 101. He gives himself over to his Father. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 7, he offered up prayers, petitions, we have one who sympathizes. That's the Hebrews 4 passage. But this Hebrews 5 passage speaks about offering up prayers with cries and tears. And this is that language where the person in the sinner's place, our Savior is not in the sinner's place, but he identifies with the, uh, with the sinner. He comes alongside of the sinner. He comes and walks in, the wa in, in that walk of the sinner to be our Savior. And he himself gave himself unto his Father, gave himself unto his Father in petitionary prayer with cries and tears and sighs. Oh, isn't it wonderful to know that Jesus Christ understands us, that Jesus lives beside us, even before we know what to pray, even before we know what to say. We have it here in our own passage. Look up at Luke 11, verse 1. Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. There it is. He's praying by being that one in our place. 
Even as we think about this basic way of asking and requesting of God, here too we need him as our Savior. Jesus, save us from a lack of dependency upon you. Save us from self-centeredism. Save us from thinking that we can save ourselves. And his prayers are heard. Jesus' cries are heard. He is the one who petitions in our place. He petitions for us. This is petitionary prayer, and this is what we do. We have these several in this own, um, in this uh, in the Lord's prayer, as He's instructing His own disciples. And the first, as we say here, is this matter about the name of God being hallowed. So let's keep going here about this petition. So what are we what are we praying about then? What what's what's on Jesus' mind when He says, "You begin this way, Father." May your name be holy. What is on Jesus' mind? How will it be your name? The old language. How will it be your name? Um, we are asking God to make his name holy. Now you say, well, isn't his name already holy? It is. So we're not asking God to take something that's impure and now make it pure. We're not asking God where something is unclean. His name is not unclean. Father, make your name clean now. We're not asking that. This petition is asking that because your name is holy, spread it around. (laughs) Open it up. Reveal it. That's really it. Reveal your name to be holy. And so we supply a verb here. Make your name holy. To stretch it, to, to, to kind of wring it out a bit, Spread your name around, O oh God. Your name is holy. Spread it. May it flourish. May it run with the wind. Spread your name throughout all the globe, all the earth, that you are holy. Your name is holy. So that's what we're doing. Do you pray this way? Good Shepherd Church. Reveal your name as holy, O God, here in my marriage. Reveal your name holy, O God, in my parenting. Reveal your name holy, O God, in my own life, in my place of business, in my work. Uh, Reveal that your name, spread your name. May your name flourish with regard to my finances. May your name flourish, O God, with regard to my ambitions. May your name spread and be made holy, with respect to that which I purpose to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Lord, have your hands upon me, have your arms around me, carry me, O Father, that your name would be glorified. And that leads us now to the big picture. If we're we're making a petition that his name would become known in that he is holy, that his holiness would flourish then it's fantastic to take a step back and see how God has regard for his name in the big picture of the sweep of Scripture from the Old on into the New Testament. So moving from Genesis on around, moving from the early parts of the Bible on back to the middle parts and even to the back portions of the Bible, God is concerned for his great name. God is concerned about making his name holy. God is concerned about making his name be spread and his renown and his glory so these are sort of some words that will be found to be interchangeable here. 
we will not only come across his name, come across these verses about making his, himself holy and his holiness known, but that men would be drawn to glorify him. Men and women and boys and girls would be drawn in to glorify him, to make his name great. So take a few of these passages with this sweep of the big picture regarding his name. Even the passage this morning that we looked at, why did God love and choose us before the creation of the world? Ephesians has it. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless. And in love, he predestined us to be adopted as sons of Jesus Christ according to his good pleasure. To what? To what end? To the praise of his glory, to make his name holy. To the praise of his glory. Let's go back. Why did he create us? Isaiah chapter 43. Why did he create us? Everyone who's called by my name, whom I have created for my glory. This is the big picture. He's made us, and he's made us in his image for his own name, for his glory, for the spread of his holiness. Why did he choose his people Israel and then bind Israel to himself? Listen to Jeremiah 13. I have caused the whole house of Israel and the house of Judah to cling to me. Why? Thus says the Lord, that they may become my people for my renown, praise, and glory, that his name might be known. Why did he rescue his people out of Egypt? Listen to Psalm 106. He saved them for his name's sake. He acts in the book of Ezekiel, again, for his name's sake. I acted for my name's sake, that it would not be profaned. I spared my people. Why? I spared you for my reputation. That's Ezekiel chapter 20. So you see, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we're praying this big picture. That his name might be revered among the nations. His name might be revered uh, in the Orthodox Presbyterian Church, the big picture. That his name might be revered in planting new churches. So are you praying, Lord, glorify your name. Bring your salvation. Bring the working of your works. That your name might be pure. That your name might be holy. Your name might be manifest to be hallowed. We get on over to the New Testament. We ask the question, why did Jesus come? He tells us in John 2, where he's there before the money changers just outside the temple. And there he quotes from the psalm that glory and zeal fills him, consumes him concerning the house of God. And that's the language that he's about the glory of God. He's about the greatness of the great name of the glory of God. I believe we heard this past Lord's Day from Philippians chapter 2 that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess, what? That he is Lord to the glory of God. That's spreading now to all the nations. Every knee, every tongue should confess. Every knee would bow and every tongue confess. This is the language of Jesus coming into the world, uh, living out the life that we cannot live, going to Calvary's cross to die for us, and thereby the nations would come and rejoice in him. 
Why does he bind the church together? Listen to 1 Peter chapter 2. Why does he bind us together as his people? In the Lord's strength, and the Lord's zeal. Listen to this. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him. That's that language. To extend his praise, that his name would be made great. Do you show that inclination and that disposition to be given over to the greatness of God's name and the fame of his renown for the big picture. Lord, you you say to yourself, Lord, I'm not sure what you're doing here in this tiny picture, but I know it is a part of this great and glorious machinery of your glory and your honor and your fame and your renown. Your name is at stake here, Lord, not mine. Your name is the purpose here, not mine. Whatever I'm faced with, whatever I'm about to go through, whatever I've been going through, whatever's down the road around the corner two and three years from now, your name is at stake, Lord, and I will trust you for it because you have the big picture in mind, and that big picture is that you will glorify your Son together with the Holy Spirit. You will do the good that you have in mind for your church and for me and my wife and my family, my work, my concerns, my cares. That's the scripture. That is the wonder of praying this petition. So people of God here at Good Shepherd, be, be armed, be equipped, um, have this in your arsenal. As you bow the knee tomorrow, whether bedside or at the desk, at the, at the kitchen table, you bow the knee, the bow, you bow the knee of the heart, you bow the knee physically, you're on your face, you're there low, You go to your Father in heaven and you say, Oh, Father, you dwell in the heavens. Father, who art in heaven, make your name great. Make your name great. Whatever's on your heart, you tell him your heart, and he's about making his name great. This is that kindling that starts that fire. Psalm 115, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name we give glory. Let's pray. O Father, we would pray that you would be pleased to pour out your spirit on us and order our hearts and order our prayers that in Jesus Christ and for his sake you would teach us and you would lead us with petitionary prayer and we'd pray big prayers and we'd start right here that your name is here at stake and Lord we can be happy about that our souls can be happy that what matters is that the fame of our God and his renown in all of creation will expand and will flourish. And, O oh God, thereby your holiness, the holiness of who you are, will become known. Lead us, we pray. We ask for one another as brothers and sisters this afternoon that you would take us by the hand 
and you would walk with us as we pray and as we depend upon you, depend upon you, and as we then look expectantly unto you that you will do your mighty work. And we know all things work together for good for those who are called according to your purpose. Lord, your purpose is grand and great. What a blessing, what a blessing it is to be able to walk with you. Go with us and strengthen us and, and, and impart to us that nurturing of heart to love the Lord and to serve the Lord, even as we pray and pray this week. In Jesus' holy name we ask. Amen.